I bitch about like sending off the stickers and how lazy I've been with that. Uh, it's always nice to receive gifts as well. So that was especially uh, that Georgia was hats, right? Thing. You know, honestly, I didn't really mind it. I'll fucking I'll put that up and you, I might wear it. It sticks very high up off my head. Watch it, like this one does. I mean, let me no, see. Let like, me see. This is this is like borderline Abe Lincoln, like off my head. <laughs> It's it's so high. All right, you're right. You're right. You're Listen, right, you're four right. score and two torn ACLs ago. Hey everyone, welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast, brought to you by Saturday Down South. This is your host Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, partner in crime, Chris Marler. Chris, Super Bowl. I say yeah. it's the worst I've seen in a while. You said it was a great game. I thought it was a great game. Now, granted, I did monopolize the whole conversation at the Super Bowl party I was at with my trauma. And so that kind of took care what? of the third and fourth quarter. Um, no, I'm playing. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a great game. I had, a, I had a great time. I will say that we made a video and it was about um, the bets, like the best bets. Yeah. And Come just one piece. Both of us were wrong. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's so bad. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, it's been it's been a minute. I don't know. We'll make an announcement here. Um, I have a new role with the company. Yes. Um, I was replaced as a social media person by a younger, better version of me, I guess. Uh, would you say you were ousted? I would not. Okay. <laughs> and I never will. Never <laughs> fucking say it. <laughs> no, so it's like... Um, and... Uh, he also played college baseball. I haven't looked up where yet. Um, better not be better than Middle Tennessee it, State or Georgia College and State University. Or, yeah, we were ranked number one. For like because if he if he played at like you know Clemson or something, you're in I'm trouble. Gonna, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> I'm gonna quit. Um, I tell you what, it feels good to be back on air and also be allowed to say the F word again, because I, so my new role at the company is I'm in charge of all video content that we're doing um, and growing our YouTube channel. So make sure you go check out our YouTube channel, Saturday down South. Um, Almost zero correct takes that we've had so far in two weeks, two plus weeks of filming. Um, But that's not the point of it. So yeah, y'all make sure you go check that out. That's how I'll keep my job is if you guys follow it and grow. So I would like to do that as well. Um, What else has been going on? What do we miss? You went to uh, Scottsdale. Yeah, I went to Scottsdale. Nashville out west. Hotsdale, am I right? Um, So anyways, you know, I was out there for a work conference and uh, got to attend some practice rounds, which, by the way, if anyone ever gets to go to a big tournament like that, I I will say the the one in Scottsdale, you do need to try to go on tournament day because 16 is like something that you would never go to in any other sporting event. But the practice rounds are great too, because there's absolutely zero buddy, zero people out there. And I'm, I'm sitting here following like some of the best players in the world and there's nobody around them. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. You could like, you you could steal anything from their bag. And it was weird. It was cool too, because I was staying at the hotel where a lot of the golfers were staying. And so I saw just like Harris English, former Georgia player, Billy Horschel, Former Florida player, just Florida walking player. around, just walking around, like amongst the people. Stay? Did you stay at the Scott? The, the Fairmont Princess. It's connect, It's actually connected to the TPC Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, no free, no no, that's free perfect. Plugs, that's no a um, that's a good segue, I think, into our first uh, segment um, because the last happy vacation I guess I went on was in Scottsdale. <laughs> Me too. <Valley. laughs> yeah. Good, man. It's like, we have so much in common. Yeah. Um, no, so we have, we have, it's the off season. So we got to get back into who's sadder than Marler. And I just want to point out, I'm in a great mood today. It's we're recording this on Valentine's day. And I'm, I'm like, I feel a smidge back to myself. I like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. So um, all of you that have like either reached out or anything like that over the past couple of weeks, I tell you what, I, the first thing I did today was mail off these, fucking stickers that i've had sitting here for like a month that i should have sent off a long time ago so please stop uh coming from my throat in the facebook dms i will say that um but yeah let's start the show who's sadder than marler yeah i mean he seems like you're pretty happy right now though 
True, but we still. So get maybe a lot of people are sadder than you. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I mean, like you think about it, it's it's Valentine's Day, and this is the first time in four years that I haven't had to pretend that Amazon didn't ship something on time that I never even ordered. So that's been a great blessing for me. Um, also, uh, yeah, it was a great day. It was a great day. Anyway, who's sadder than Marler? Uh, you pointed his name out. I didn't realize who this was. I saw this all over Twitter. I did not realize that what had happened. Vernon Hargraves. <laughs> so if you missed the, if you, if you missed, if you missed the Super Bowl, I don't know what the fuck you could have been doing, but, but like the Super Bowl last night, which we're obviously going to get into Vernon Hargraves comes off the bench after was it an interception. No, it was a touchdown. It's a, no, I think it was the interception because I think they ended up having to be backed up to their, their 10 yard line instead of the 20. Oh, uh, you might be right. Uh, yeah, you might be right on that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an interception. Stafford tries to go deep. I don't know who he's throwing to, but oh yeah, yeah, he, he picked go... in the end zone. That's what it was. Right, and yeah. he runs to the other side of the field, which I'm assuming is where Cincy's sideline was. And Vernon Hargraves comes off the bench <laughs> to and... do the gritty. <laughs> Did he do the gritty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I feel like I use it to tell white people this. But everyone listening, let's maybe we just maybe we pump the brakes on doing the fucking gritty for a while. Every when Adam Schefter started doing it, I was like, okay, we've we've gone too far. Um, yeah. But he did the gritty, and he was in street clothes because he wasn't playing in the game. Yeah, he was inactive. He wasn't he was, injured. He was inactive. He was so bad that he was inactive for the game. It, how okay? And he was a great. He was a. I think he was, was a, a great player in college. Player. He he was a first round pick in the same dra- uh, draft that Jalen Ramsey was drafted in. They were both top ten, I think. If you're starting behind Eli, or if you're sitting behind Eli Apple, <laughs> how about like, all the players come for Eli Apple's throat after the game? Did you see? Fucking this? loved it. I loved it. What's his I, deal? I, he's just the worst or something. He like he constantly talks shit, and he's like one of the worst corners in the league. He's fucking awful. Like uh-huh. he he is he is awful. Um. So yeah, and I think he was like just constantly talking shit. So uh anyway. I know Al Michaels too. They were talking <laughs> about him after he got the taunting penalty. And he was talking about how he was inactive. And then he goes, uh, yeah, he may be inactive for a while after this scene. <laughs> Can we talk about also the, the the announcing, those are two of the best announcers in the game, right? Oh yeah. Now, I, I love Romo. I think Romo's the best. Like I, I would love like the the Manning, like Manning cast, that, that's always fantastic. Yeah. But like, Al Michaels. You like Collinsworth? Is, I like, yeah, he's fine. What? I don't like, like Collinsworth. Oh my God. Okay. Every, so every, like, I just feel like everyone hates on, on Collinsworth. Like, everyone shits, well, cool. like Danielson, Collinsworth. And I've, I've shit on Danielson yeah. before. I think it was the Arkansas game. I was like, I finally fucking get it. Or no, here's it was an A&M game because we lost. Here's what it is about Collinsworth. And maybe this is his best, uh, like kind of what you were about to say. He's white. If you're, if you're, team is in the game that he's he's calling and your team is losing it just it seems like he loves to like just dig further into the team that's losing so it's just it makes you hate him over time he, well okay that's fair i guess he <laughs> he also has this thing where he's like he had one of the, the a quote last night because because he, he like he will just marvel at like things that are great but also things that are like seemingly routine at sometimes He's like, ah, I just, just want like, like Jamar Chase and, and Ramsey immediately. He's like, Jamar Chase, like one of the best in the league. And, and, and Jalen Ramsey, do you want two, two of the best in the league? And it was like, yes, we all know that. And then Jamar Chase makes this catch, this ridiculous catch, one handed down the sideline. And he says out loud, um, just one of the great catchers of the football in yeah. the NFL. Yep. That'll <laughs> work. <is> that? <laughs> That'll work. Um, I like that. Yeah. So you didn't like the game. No, you know, I don't know if it was the fact that it started at six 30 Eastern, which means that it was three 30 on the West coast. Like the whole yeah. game was during the day. It was just strange. And it just, to me, it, it made it feel like it was less big than normal. And then all the way through, I just felt like Super some Bowl of the actions. Big. Yeah. I felt like it did not feel like a big game at all when I was watching it. What is wrong with you? It was the I'll fucking Super Bowl, Tyler. Didn't feel like it. That's just Everyone my thought opinion. I was going to come on this Valentine's Day podcast and be the, be the pessimist, and it's actually no. you. Uh, well, it, I think if you talk to a lot of people, they would say that game was not very enjoyable to watch. That's probably fair. 
but it was you know there was a lot of three and outs there was a lot of punts it felt like yeah or just not a lot of scoring um and then the end was very anticlimactic because i actually thought burrow had aaron donald not just completely taken over the game there at the end i thought burrow was gonna at least get them down into field goal range which would have been cool you know burrow his whole career yeah well and i don't know if you saw the video that came out today it's on twitter um with within like yeah yeah jalen Ramsey fell down and so had he literally had one more second it would have been a bomb for a touchdown easily wide open there was no safety help hold on he fell down he fell down oh so you one of these guys that said that thought on the touchdown that that there was no pi oh no that was definitely pi that (laughs) was awful um but no i was uh, he had a bad game he had a bad game i'll admit it that's okay that's fair um I just want to be objective here. I, I was, I saw that. And it and, and also was like, like the prequel to that was one of my least fucking favorite things in football. I, Mike Shula used to do this shit all the time at Bama like when he was there. And, and I think Francione might have done it too. Second and one, play action, throw it deep. Cause you, I mean, you're going to get third down, right? Like obviously yeah. it's only one yard. Just get your fucking first down. I, I don't understand. You had one timeout left. Like, you could have rushed to get a first down, got up, cycle. you had plenty of time left. There was I no thought, reason to fucking throw it deep. I thought both. It was even close. I thought both coaches had horrible games. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I hate to be the guy who's like, the play calling was awful. But it kind of felt like it was because those two defenses, I mean, the Rams' defense is great. The Bengals' defense was not as good as the Rams made them look. No, like their their O line couldn't block. They couldn't get anything going in the run game, and yet continuously on first down they're running the ball. And it's like, hey, dude, you might want to change this up. Like you're not getting a yard on first down, no, at all. Um, now it hurts, and and obviously they were carving up the Bengals with Odell. He goes down, and all of a sudden it's oh, like we're going to completely change our our game plan. Oh, Odell was look praying for the man, but also I'm praying for the people who bet the over on his prop. What because it he, like? it was like 60 and he had 52 within the first like three minutes. And then he went down with that injury. Okay. I'll tell you another one. And this is more self-centered. <laughs> Fucking Jamar Chase ended with five receptions and the over under was five and a half. Yeah. They counted. They counted. No, they counted uh, the second quarter where he came in motion, goes behind Burrow and the running back. Mm-hmm. And, and Burrow throws it to him out in the flat and he makes this kind of like one handed catch with his left hand. And, and gets like gets the first. They counted that as a run. Oh, but it was like all like a lateral or possibly forward. It was a. Th- I think it was forward. Or may, I mean, I just remember being like as a like better a of over five and a half. You yes, definitely felt like <laughs> yes, it was forward. My my eyes were very very <laughs> objective at that moment. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of them that I was like, I, like, I, well, first off, I started zero and one right off the bat because I, I being a fucking idiot that I am, I bet I bet heads or tails. I was like tails, duh. And I'm like, never fails, never fails, never fails. I'm outside, like back at my friend's house in their backyard peeing because I love to pee outdoors, as most men do. Um, And I wasn't going to be deprived of that because she's moving and it doesn't matter what's going on. So I'm peeing outdoors and I'm like, hold on, was that, was that, what was the call? And it was like, they were like heads. And I was like, like, just just lighting up the backyard. Yep. Um, uh, some people were over two before uh, a snap was ever taken on the offensive side of the ball because a popular bet was first kickoff touchback or no touchback. I love that bet. No, no touchback was plus money, so a lot of people took it, and of course it was a touchback. Wait, why would no touchback be the plus money? I... Because, uh, because I mean, think about how many times kicks are taken back. Oh yeah, good point. But so, the, the 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 I guess the like sharp edge or whatever you want to say the edge on that bet was that if you look back at all the Super Bowls a lot of times uh-huh. the first one is taken back because there's so much adrenaline. Yeah, I, but not okay. even a chance. The guy never even attempted to catch the ball. So I was looking for that bet because I love that bet, <laughs> but I never, I've never hit it. I've never, hit, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> so you also have like like I remember I remember the the Eagles, uh, Eagles Pats. Super Bowl. I was just dialed in. I had I had taken my ADD meds and I was I was focused and I had a whole I had a laundry list of fucking prop bets. And I remember I was like like one of the biggest bets I made 
besides like the Patriots, like a hundred dollars in the Patriots to win, which is great. I hammered that opening bet. It did not, did not hit for me. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I, my, I only made two official bets last night and um, lost both. Had Bengals on the money line and uh, over 48 and a half. So that sucked. But I hit. Um, um, go ahead. My, my, my lock of the week, the, the video segment we did on the YouTube channel was Cooper Cup over 105 and a half. He, of course, finished with like 90 yards. Uh-huh. My man won Super Bowl MVP and I still couldn't hit the bet. Yeah, I was cold. Was I was cold. And it also, it got it got bet up too from like 104 and bridge like they were going to open to yeah. 108. Um, yeah. yeah, I wasn't thrilled about the Jamar Chase thing. I was pretty pissed about that. I think I ended. I, I had over sacks, uh, over five and a half sacks. So I had they had seven total. I had that, and then I, I think I had like Joe Burrow would have three carries or more, three and a half, and that did not hit. Um, I don't know. There was there was like, like I I think I started like. Like I had, I had a good Saturday. I was up like plus eighty eight in the uh, in the old betting account, and then by the start of the Super Bowl, I was plus sixty nine, which was nice. Uh, and then I ended yeah. at plus sixty eight. So literally all my work netted me negative one dollars. <laughs> um, can we talk oh, real quick? I will say also the girl who was sitting next to me at the Super Bowl party. She's like silent the whole time, right? She gets uh, at the end of the first. No, no, end of halftime. Sorry, into the first half. She goes, um, she, like, just mutters under her breath. She's like, You're fucking kidding me. She hadn't said a word. Like, hadn't said a fucking word the whole time. And I was like, Are you okay? And she was like, I had four zero on fucking squares, and I would have won $250 if they didn't fumble that snap on the extra point. And I was like, Oh, oh my God, that's awful. It's tough. You go to the end of the game and. <laughs> She's like, it's like now, now she's like been drinking. So she has this outburst. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? And, Cause it ended 23, 20. And mm-hmm. she was like, she was not happy. So mm-hmm. um, one thing we were all happy about was that uh, what was, I, I, I call it the um, burn CD from LimeWire that ruined your parents' computer. All the artists from that halftime show. Oh, fantastic. I enjoyed your, your 250 cent tweet. That was good pretty good i was pretty pumped about that why why the fuck have i not had a single tweet go viral i don't know because i saw a lot more exactly like that start to go viral like after you tweeted it yeah not saying they took it from you no i know also Um, saying it wasn't that original of an idea (laughs) thanks for throwing that in there that's that's why chris you dumb idiot um no i was like i was shocked uh that 50 cent was even in it because like I was shocked he was hanging upside down. Look, my, my man was about to pass out. All the blood. How long was he hanging there? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. How long was he fucking hanging there before they were like, okay, like, like you know, like, like, because like Snoop's high as shit. Like, they had that yeah. picture that comes out today or a video that comes out today where he's like smoking weed right before, like in the back of the stage. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you know, Snoop's high as shit. You know that like. He's crip walking. He, he was cripped the fuck out, man. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted that like, he came out in literally a blue bandana, like head to toe. It was amazing. Yep. Um, but uh, what? Oh God, we might have to redo who sat her tomorrow. There's there's a movie that's now streaming on I don't know what what platform called I Want You Back that was filmed right right by the old house. So that's nice. Um, no, so like. So, back so who's sadder than Marler and Marler? Yeah. <laughs> Dan, cut that segment. No um, one's sadder than Marler. <laughs> Victory. <laughs> still, right? And still. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, so like, like Dre comes out and then Snoop. So good. It was like Dre on the piano was like, like, like give me like a Christmas concert with that. And I still felt like Eminem was the best. Really? Was it, I don't know if it was the song of just like, that's just such a like, you know, it's a pump up, like just yeah. get into a song. But, and he had the custom one of one Jordans that he tweeted out after that were like custom made, the Slim Shady uh, Jordan 4s. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to pick, but I'd say Eminem was the best for me out of that whole like four or five people that were up there. Yeah, I will say that. Um, so my favorite part, and this is like, it's like, I, I hate to even, I wish I didn't bring up the fucking, I want you back streaming things. I, I just saw like literally like, like our, like our old street or whatever. Um, 
but I just was kind of like, just to be a, a completely honest, everybody, I was a little bit triggered by a lot of stuff last night. Um, and I was like kind of in my feels at times and I shouldn't have been, I was just being kind of, honestly, I was kind of just being a bitch about it. And, and, um, like if we're, yeah, if we're being, if we're being totally honest, I was kind of being a bitch. I'll be, I'll just say it, but like, cause like the things in LA, there's all these, every commercial something that goes based in LA. It just seemed like every single turn there was like something that's where she lived before we moved or she moved here. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm like kind of in the feels and Mary J Blige comes out and she looks fucking phenomenal. Like phenomenal. She's 50 yeah. plus. Yep. She looks great. And then she kind of, she like brings the mood down with some sad ass song. And I can't remember what, even what it was, but then just like she always did, like circa 2006 when sophomore Chris was in a slump or something like that. She just motivational Mary J brings it back. And yep. then they cut to Kendrick. And that's when I fucking lost it. Cause they, they cut to Kendrick and I'm just expecting humble or, you know, like something like something like everybody knows. And he came out with mad city. And I was like, Oh my God. No one else at this party. They're all like, I guess in their forties, they had no idea what this was. And yeah. I was like, very audibly like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, <laughs> they cut out, they cut out and then they go, he goes into all right, which is like, honestly, kind of my theme song sometimes. I fucking love it, man. It was it like the way they did that whole performance, like they, they bring it all back and then they go to Eminem and then they go back to Dre on the piano and close out with it. it like I have chills right now talking about it. It was. It was incredible. Yeah, it was good. Like, it was, like, if, I'm, if I'm glad. Were, it just made me really glad that Atlanta crushed their decision with Maroon Five. Okay, Atlanta didn't make that decision. There's no fucking way. I will. That is that is my one. Gripe. That pissed me off, man. That's it's it's such and it's like so typical of like what people do to this city. And I'll yep. just I mean it, like we we I'll always just say get shit on. I'll just say it. Say it. <laughs> say it, brother. I think I felt like you were about to say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. I feel like I've like, said that like seven times in this podcast already. Um, no, no. So like it, he uh, like when the one gripe I had with this was you watch, you watch the video of uh, like that incredible halftime performance and you're like blown away. And, I, and I'm sitting here thinking like, as soon as it ended, because everyone's like a West Coast like bass besides 50 Cent. It's like seems like they were like a West Coast based rapper. I don't know where Mary J's from. I know Eminem's from Detroit. Detroit. Right. But like everyone else was they was themed around was from LA and it's like a West Coast thing. And and every I mean the fact that Crip the, the suit came out, like I said, like Crip the fuck out with like a blue bandana as his whole fucking outfit. I'm so yep. glad I can say the F word again. Um that like it speaks volumes. So then Atlanta has such a rich history of hip hop music in like every sense of the word i, I just don't understand how, how outcast was it like and outcast came, outcast like it goes beyond just hip-hop like outcasts had yeah. like all these different places that people love them at so they would have been a perfect I, choice i mean without a doubt they, they could have they could have done the whole show themselves not uh, to mention anyone else five. in the city and we got Adam fucking Levine. I don't think it's Maroon 5. With a, with a huge, with no shirt on, with a huge tattoo that says California across his chest. Well, that part was kind of cool, though, the no shirt part. Just from, I mean, just, just to be honest. If you're him, yeah. I'll say it. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say it right no. now. Have you, did you go to the Outcast concert when they came to uh, Centennial? No. I wanted to. I, that I was a, a big miss by me. That is a big miss. I had a buddy who accidentally bought 11, 11 tickets for some reason. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. But I guess he, he like, tried to buy one and he just hit it twice yeah, on accident? <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so anyway, he uh, that was just like a crazy... Um, like they, they opened the whole concert with B.O.B., which is like mm. the fat, most like fast-paced, like yeah. just... Like, That'll get the crowd going a little bit. Get, yeah, like it's like amp you up. Like you started an hour and a half show with that kind of energy. Like that's fucking crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I thought it was the best one since I said since MJ 92 when he was at the Rose Bowl. Um, and then a lot of people also chimed in with like Prince. They thought that was a good one in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was the best one I've seen in a while for sure. Better than Lady Gaga, like jumping off the top of the, remember that? No. She jumped off the top of the stadium. No. Is she Okay. <laughs> Uh, you probably forgot. About it, I think that was the one that where that was the Falcon Super Bowl. So you try to just forget everything about that. Yeah, that was it. Whatever like, um, the Ivy or some shit. Back to the game. First half was 
All right. I mean, you know, what do you think of the first half? I mean, I didn't really give a shit. I, I, like, I was <laughs> like, I, like, I hate to say this, but like, because I fucking hate this guy. The whole like, like, if I'm watching a Bama game and somebody walks up to me and I'm like, who are you pulling for? Like, if I'm talking to anyone like which is a rarity if i'm watching a bama game and they and right. they say like oh i'm just hoping for a good game like immediate immediate no like get the fuck away from me because we are not anywhere close to being in the same boat like I, and i'm not trying to be like aggressive when i say that it's just the truth yeah. and where we are um so i was that guy last night i just really i just wanted like a good game i thought it was like because because there were so many cool ties like you cannot fucking pull against joe burrow i don't care how how bad like Bama Twitter gets. You can't pull against Joe Burrow. And the Stafford storyline was so great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, for a while there, he was not playing very well. Um, yeah. Now that, that no look pass that I don't think anyone really realized was that cool until today when there was a slow motion video. That was really? badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know, man. I, I thought the, I thought the story besides the the Rams defense, which was just ridiculous. Aaron yeah. Donald's a monster. Um, crazy that there's rumors out there that he's going to retire. We'll see if that actually happens. Yeah. But I love that Sean McVay said afterwards that he like he just like very like blatantly was like, "I'm going to go get real real drunk." He's <laughs> like, "I'm going to go party with these guys. I'm not going to remember any of it." And I was like, "Good for you. <laughs> Good. I love that." He did graduate high school the same year I did, and he's from Atlanta. He's That's, a year older than us. He's a year older he, than me. Well, he's a year older. I think he graduated in 2004. Anyways, I, I thought McVeigh had a, a really bad time outside of that final drive when he finally decided to go away from the run almost out of necessity. And Cooper Cup all of a sudden shows up like he has all year long and just dominates the whole drive. And then on the Bengals side, I mean, it seemed like outside of a couple fluky plays, like the T Higgins play with Ramsey, Joe Mixon was their best form of offense. And I saw a stat. Um, they faced third and one or fourth and one a total of four times, and Mixon wasn't on the field for any of those snaps. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> I just, it, it like crazy and then and even yeah. at the end there they had third and one and they went they gave it to samaj p ryan which they had second and one tyler which, they had second and one too oh yeah yeah which is questionable considering he only had one uh carry before that and it went for zero yards um and then uh mixon had you know not great but 15 carries for 72 yards clearly was having the better day of the two and then on fourth and one, they they throw it, and it was, that's. I mean, it just was. I thought the coaching was weird for the Bengals on offense. Yeah. I was rooting for Burrow to get it done, at least take it to overtime. Um, but, but yes and no. Like I wanted to go to overtime too. I want to see McPherson come on and kick like a fucking fifty-seven yarder just right down the middle. Mm -hmm. But if it went to overtime, we would have all rioted. Because it probably like, would have ended like the like with a touchdown, like to start the game. Well, actually maybe it wouldn't have. Cause it was like a, that was such a back and forth. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I thought it was just an okay game. Um, I, I'll take the super bowl 10 times out of 10 over what we're about to have over the next couple months, which is yeah. watered, uh, basically a watered down basketball outside of a couple top teams. And then baseball is not coming back till probably the summer. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's, I appreciate you getting the listeners pumped up for the offseason. This is good. You know what's um, gonna? Well, you know what's gonna shine during that time? College baseball. Yeah, is it? Well, if there's no, there, if there's no MLB. I think that's uh, that gives college a chance to shine. I mean, how incredible was the were some of the games last year in the in the road to Omaha? Yeah, well, I think in the SEC, is, the the college softball stuff has been. It, I I wonder if that's gonna pick up too. Um, yeah. I'll say closing thoughts on the on the Super Bowl. It was nice that they um, it was nice that they finally showed Matt Safford's wife for once. Um, right. Yeah. That was that was great. And part of me kind of just thinks that like the NFL is like, all right, like we're in LA. This is a massive franchise. We've moved them from St. Louis to LA. They have built this massive stadium. Like take care of business. I'm not saying Goodell was doing any of that, but it's just like those fucking calls on the goal line were like 
Oh, I, so I, a, a, a dude I work with today, he was all about the conspiracy. Was that, he? that essentially, like, they, the NFL wanted to move the Rams to LA. They give you the, the Super Bowl. You get there. Bengals, I think a lot of people think, and look, you never want to assume as a fan because you could, you could make it and never make it back. But yeah. Bengals have a pretty good future ahead of them. They'll be back. Some people think. Yeah. Um, L.A. needs to go ahead, and they're and look. I mean, the Rams don't have a great fan base. You watch those games in the regular season. Yeah. Every single time they have a home game, their stadium is filled with opposing fans. So look at the 49ers game a couple weeks ago. No, I, I can believe so, that. So yeah, there was the uh, that makes with the bad calls. There was some thought that the NFL really yeah. wanted the Rams to win that game. I mean, like as somebody that was like that dated or was like, you know, somebody from, from out there, that's like, like the Lakers matter. They mattered with Kobe, especially. Um, but like the Dodgers are really the only ones like they get a draw, like, right. you know, from like fan base, it's, which is kind of crazy because it's baseball, but anyway. Um, all right. So moving on from that, from the Super Bowl, And also, but I also hate the whole second year thing for Burrow when people keep saying like, they'll probably be back. Cause it's like the Dan Marino thing where it's like, he goes his mm-hmm. second year to, and then loses and they, everyone just assumes he's going to be back and I'm not. Um, yeah. Which I think that game ironically enough was also in the orange bowl, which is where they were playing at the time. So um, anyway, uh, the one, one huge positive in my life over the past couple weeks, this saga at Auburn, man, just the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus, I'll let you start because. I, where, where do we even start? Have we even talked about real. what was going on yet on the pod? We haven't recorded in like fucking three weeks. It's untrue. Okay. It's two, it's Either two way. Weeks. But yeah, I think a lot's happened in that time. Um, I'm just, you know, working along one day as, as one does and take a glance at the Twitter feed and I see rumors coming out about Brian Harson and how um, the boosters are looking into some things that are going on off the field. There's yeah. some allegations that a girl who is a former cheerleader at Boise State followed, like, became part of the program at Boise, followed Harson to Auburn, and apparently he's like having this affair with her. We talked many months ago on this podcast about how there were rumors that he might not make it through or I shouldn't say through, but past year one, because there, there was just a lot of disagreement behind the scenes. We've seen this guy. We had Cole Kublik on here. He was like, yeah, Harson's like the most serious guy ever. We compared him yeah. to Saban in that regard, not in terms of right. type yeah. of coach. And clearly he has ruffled the feathers of some high up people at Auburn because they basically, it seems as though they created an entire witch hunt against him to get him fired, including creating a story out of thin air about this girl. Now, I don't know what's true and what's not. This is my opinion on what it seems like. Not true. Yeah. And Auburn, and they thought they were going to get, be able to fire him and not pay him a buyout because of a clause that would get them out of it. And essentially it looks like they had some attorneys come in. They did. And figure out that, Hey, you guys are, you don't have a leg to stand on here. And then Auburn basically had to act like they were like, oh, we, 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 everything's good. What do you mean? We love yeah. Harson, Auburn family. So the Auburn family is just like, see, cause it, like, okay. And I'm going to, and he's in the, to, he's in the stands at the basketball game. Like obviously clearly, clearly forced. I mean, I don't know if that was forced. I don't know if that was forced because, because like the students, I think the students like him. Like, I think, like the peasants of the Auburn fan base is what I'm going to say. Like the, the lower class of the Auburn fan base, the middle to lower class, if you will, of Auburn fans that went there or are huge fans have been there their whole life. Um, love the university. Cause, cause they do like, I'm, I'm in jest. I'm going to say it's like a low key A and M like they, they do have a creed, which is fucking weird. Like that, that is fucking weird. The family thing, you are constantly saying that. And I think it started like 2010, maybe. I, I don't know. It's very weird. Um, but like, I, I've also heard like, you, you just wouldn't understand. No, I get it. No, I totally get it. No, um, no, no. I mean, we've all gone to colleges before. 
Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> well, uh, maybe I was not all of us. But <laughs> I was I was a Cub Scout. So the Creed thing, I totally get. I did the Pledge of Allegiance every single time we met. Um, that's great. Uh, but the whole thing, like it from like from an outsider's perspective, I've I've heard this like my whole life, like from like my dad growing up. It's like Auburn football is run by a group. I think he told me at the time it was like nine good old boys. And it's just it's just these dudes that are the biggest boosters. And it was Bobby Louder, it was Milton McGregor, and it was Jimmy Rain. Bobby Louder ends up getting ousted because he was he was the head of the Are these biggest, are those the three like most Auburn names you ever heard of too? Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, we had Bobby Louder. It's or the other two. Bobby got ousted because uh you know, Bobby had uh, he got had the biggest bank failure in American history. So that was tough. Uh, 2008. Good family. Milton though. McGregor ran. Um, McGregor. Uh, My boy Milton. <laughs> he had um, the original Eminem, if you will. Uh, he passed away like five or six years ago. Like, but he owned Victory Land, which is like a dog track and casino um, near Montgomery or maybe in Montgomery. I don't know. Um, and then Jimmy Rain. Jimmy Rain's the fat. Jimmy Rain. Jimmy Rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fat he had some owner. horse stables out there off of uh <laughs> 20. He um he owns Yellowwood. Okay. Um, like yeah, the lumber company. So yeah. but I've heard this my not whole to, life. Not he, to be confused with of, Yellow Wolf, the the rapper is rapper. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Saw him in Hangout Fest 2013. Um yeah, no no big deal. No, so but like you can talk about like the, the good old boys and stuff like that. I you, some of the stories are so crazy. You kind of think that they're too fantastic to be real. Right. And then you watch this whole scene and like, I, I had, I had a person that was, that was close to the situation. He was right about every fucking thing that happened. Tell me who it was. That, no one's listening. Tell except, me. <laughs> except the firing. He was right about everything else. Like, and, and he was, he was telling me like, you know, we talked about an hour about this and uh, there's some of the stories he was telling me, he was like, you know, it's not as bad as it used to be. And, and like, and the stories he's telling me to promote that. What, the, just the booster stuff, you mean? Yeah. Like, it, like the stories he's telling me to defend that statement are crazy to me. Like, I, like stuff you, like, you know, boosters contacting coaches, telling them who they want, who they want uh, to retain, or them to retain right. when they're hired. They're never even offered the job. Like, like going to meet directly with head coaches, like, like Billy Napier, things like that. And I was like, I don't know. Like cut of- off at the pass, you mean? Kind of like you get mean? through. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean with that? With the Billy Napier story? So, from what I was told, like they were like they would boosters were like setting up meetings with the agents and and these coaches, and we're having direct conversations with them about what they wanted and what and what to expect and what to do when they get hired. So like, they were like about- cutting him off at the pass before he even got to Auburn to interview, right? <laughs> right. It, or or they were never interviewed. And, yeah. and it's just kind of like, so they've, they've been given all this power and now, so Bobby Louder's out. Milton McGregor is, is, has passed away. Jimmy rain is kind of like this, like the biggest one there. And there's like, they're so fucked up internally that like, cause they've run everything. They've, they've, they're the ones that there's a reason I say this time and time again, there is a reason that, that ter- there's a reason why Terry Bowden had a $5.8 million buyout in, in 1998, which is crazy at that time like a, a five plus million dollar buyout to, to Vince, it, like where part of it was like, you can't speak about your time at Auburn until such and such time. Like Terry Bowden, like he looks, he looks like a fucking kid that was selling candy door to door and then somehow gets this job. And, and he, you know, then you go, it looks like a kid game. that would just be sitting there like licking the lollipop. That's <laughs> very fair. Um, I shouldn't say that. Well, that's fine. Um, because of his son, no, don't start with me. That's don't get sentimental about Bobby right now. No, no, um, no, no, not that. I, I, I'm friends with his daughter, so should be careful. Okay. Um. Anyway, so but there's a reason why Gene Chizik was hired after going five and nineteen, and and Auburn fans, it, listen, it worked out, and and it's a great hire, and it it got you a national championship in one of the greatest seasons that we've had in the last 20, 25 years. It like the single, arguably the single greatest season from an individual in college football history with Cam Newton and what he was able to do that year. Totally acknowledge that. But if you think about the fact that this is a five and 19, like record head coach after two years, he had lost 10 straight games to close his, his tenure at Iowa state. He was and seven with a uh, losing margin of victory against ranked teams of 28 points per game. And he's a defensive guy and he was ranked like 110th or 116th 
in total defense and like 109th or worse in all the major categories. There's a reason why people like that have been hired at Auburn. And if and Auburn fans, you hate it all you want. If you're being honest, you know it's true. There, there's a reason why people like that have been hired consistently at Auburn. So, and it's, you know, these like board of trustees, like they, they want who they want. Um, and the boosters want like, want, you know, like who they want. Harson was not their decision. Harson was kind of like, listen, like, I think they had to corral it. It was always in. such a weird, I think he could still be a good coach, but it's like, it was always such a weird fit. Brother, if I, if I want barbecue, I ain't going to Brooklyn, right? You know, if I want, if I want somebody that's going to coach in the SEC, I ain't going to Idaho. You know what right. I mean? Hell yeah. So, Hell right, brother. <laughs> Hell right. So like, but like, basically what I was, what I was told is like, you corral everyone back in and, and they're like, listen, you guys have to fucking stop. Like you're out of control. You're, you're doing all of this extra stuff. Cause he, and they have like so much division internally now with the boosters and it's all this dumb shit. So like it, they basically like whoever the president was, I believe like called everyone back in and was like, if you keep doing this shit, you're out just bottom line. And so he then gave the power to, this is going to shock you, the athletic director to make the hire, which he did. And that immediately, after you lose four games in a row or five games in a row, you blow leads against South Carolina and Bama, there's going to be people that, that want you out. But like the lengths after they went one to. Year. Like this, after one Okay, but here's the thing too. That would have been their 10th head coach fired after one year. What? Did you not read any of my fucking tweets about this? Apparently not. I did a whole deep dive. I, mute, on it, I like muted. 6 I'm, I muted you. Honestly, tough but fair. Um, so he, like, like there, there are ten. This would have been the tenth coach in Auburn history out of twenty-seven that would have been relieved of their duties after one season. Ten, which That's is crazy. Insane. That is insane to me. Um, in, in today's day and age, by the way, more than any other time in history. That's like a death sentence. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't do that with the early signing period and these kids that can just transfer at any time. I mean, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's going to happen. So you have one year, basically the entire recruiting class that he just recruited would probably transfer. And then right. you couldn't get a new, a new class in for 2023. That would set them back five years. I mean, that's what my own school is going through right now. It's the worst. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, so it's like, it is, it would be a shock, but it also kind of wouldn't for their program history. And, and, and the, here's the part that also like at Auburn fans, like if you've tuned this out and you're upset about it, like just reel it back in, you can, you can start listening again, because here's the thing that's so fascinating about it. Cause I, I looked, I looked up like it, the history of Auburn head coaches is fucking fascinating. It is crazy. How many um, coaches have they had in total? Do you know? 26 or 27. I think Hartson makes 27, um, which is, I don't know if that's a normal number or not. Tennessee, I think, is like I think uh Heupel is his their 27th. That's also school's had a lot of turnover, you know, mm -hmm. um recently. But but anyway, so like one of the things about Auburn, like like if 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 Harson he had a losing record his, his first year, right? Which is like nobody can like in the SEC is like it's unacceptable. And Auburn fans were pissed. He is the since they joined the SEC, he would have been the eighth coach out of the eleven total who had a losing record in their first year. The only ones that didn't, and this is where some of like the, like this is where some of the entitlement and, and like expectations that are way too high come into play because the only ones that didn't, Chizik is year one, he goes eight and five and goes to a bowl game. Malzahn gets on a fucking run after, you know, November and gets to the national championship game, which, and they were up 21-3 and lost to your Seminoles. And then Terry Bowden, who was the first coach in division one history to, to go 11 and 0 or have an undefeated season in his first year. Like it's so, it's so like on opposite ends of the spectrum and like, or you know what I mean? Like where mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's one extreme to the other. And that's one of the reasons it's so fascinating because then you also talk about like the early expectations outside of Pat Dye, um, outside of Pat Dye, the last, I guess, no, four of the last six coaches, and, and this is, I think, including Harson. So you're talking about Pat Dye, Terry Bowden, uh, Tommy Tuberville, uh, Gene Chizik, Gus Malzahn, and, and Brian Harson. The well, Harson would count. Those out of those five, they either reached or won like the SEC title or title game in year one. And I'm counting Terry Bowden because he was 11 and 0. 
and also started out like 20 and one, like they had an incredible winning streak. So they have had a lot of success early on. You talk about Malzahn going there year one. You, I just brought up the fact that, uh, what do you call it? Terry Brown was 11 and 0. Pat Dye won the SEC in year three. And, and Gene Chizik won a national championship in year two after the right. five and 19 thing. So it's, it's a crazy, it's just, like I said, it's, it's so it's one extreme or the other. So I think that's where it comes from. The stuff with Harson, it's just, I, it's, it's so, it's so bad. The way, like the lengths they went to try and uh, dig up dirt on him. Well, that, and then you got the former players who like weren't even his recruits that, you know, they just, they decided, and look, I don't know what their experience was. So I, I don't want to talk out of right. line, but it's like, all right, now we're going to pile on and say he's like too hard on everybody and like he made it horrible. Like it just seemed like yeah. a huge effort to just get him out of there. Um, and unfortunately, it was kind of true. Though. Like the, the verbal abuse stuff, I think, might have been like yeah. it, it was a, it was a, to- that's what I was told. It was like the toxic environment stuff. There's a reason why Derek Mason left. Okay. He took well, a $400,000 yeah. pay cut. Yeah. I mean, they did lose, they lost the coach today. After all this, they lost another coach, special teams coordinator, linebackers coach. Well, they'll figure that out. They always have great special teams. They, they've, lost all th- like they've, they've lost four back. coordinators this offseason. Um, or five. Four. I don't think it's five. They well in the OC too. Lost their like, they lost their DC, their OC twice, and now their special teams coordinator. The OC the second time was an unfit. Was, was <laughs> from what I like, like. I think that was it's a bad look on ours. I think that was like it's yeah, a bad look because the optics are bad. It just sounds like to me it was like he was not going to be able to. He was not cut out for the job. Like offensive like Bowers, mind, sure, yeah. Like offensive mind, sure, but like. All that goes with that, and we talk about it all the time, all the yeah. stuff that goes with these jobs now, it's like recruiting nonstop, like the family stuff, like all of those things factor in. And and you have to be like, I mean, you got to really not just be committed, but like have to be very well-rounded to, to be a college football coach at this point. Um, anyway, I'd say all that to say, one, hats off to the girl for keeping all of her social media public and capitalizing yeah. on this. And I, I hope she sues the fuck out of this university. Um, the other part... Good Damn, for Brian. Yeah. I feel because, bad like, for her, by the way. Regardless if it's true or not. Yeah. And and it's it's not from everything. Yeah. But like the, again, the lengths they went to, and and like really just because the boosters wanted something they wanted and it wasn't their hire. And it's like like it just seems like there's so many Auburn fans that are sitting here watching this, like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, like why are we like you're kind of not ruining the university, but the fact that this small group of people is dictating all like such big decisions and, and you become a, a laughing stock at a time when like you shouldn't even be being talked about it, yeah and then the national focal point add all that in who are their two biggest rivals bama and georgia and look where they're at right now yeah 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 not it's tough on the and quarterback right play too like recently i'll say yeah bo nicks um yeah like i and i get that i think that like they'll say that lsu is factored in there too and so it's like for the last like the last three years their rivals have won a national championship i get all that like i, I just think one year is, is ridiculous i think it puts so much pressure on the program and how, and like how is he even gonna be able to succeed at this point oh if you look at the history of the program He'll go fucking twelve and two this year, or or like fourteen and zero, like or fifteen. 0, well, that would, may be true, but I look at it. If I'm not looking at that, I guess. I mean, who? If Auburn's going up against any school that has any modicum of success right now, and that school right. is not saying, "Do you realize how toxic the situation is there? You realize that Harson's not going to be your coach in two years, maybe let alone one year." I mean, how's he even but, gonna be able to recruit out of out of this? Like, it's just, uh, gosh, it's a bad look. Yeah, it's a bad look, and, it, and it's just, I don't know. I, I think that there's, if you have concerns and there's stuff about him personally, sure. It, it, but here's the other thing too, and I hate to be such like a Carson apologist about this, but like, it, it is. It's not just because he's the hottest coach in the SEC. Okay, we'll just, we'll say it. It's not just because I love the fact that his family looks like the most. Like Friday Lee Night Kardashian, no, well, yeah, uh, like the matching Myrtle Beach tattoo, fa- like looking family, just Cole's cash rich, like I always say, and I love it. Um, but like you go from Gus Malzahn, who is a like like the epitome of a player's coach, 
hands off with everything, let them do whatever they want was like, just, you know, everybody's buddy wanted to be everyone's friend and, and, you know, really, really bought into like the whole family thing. And, and like, and he had success there, but you go from that kind of coach to a guy that we had described as the closest to saving in terms of intensity, focus, like all of that stuff. That's a stark contrast, man. Again, it's like, you know, the two opposites of the spectrum. It's just polar opposites and that's a tough transition. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see I'm where really this heads. Talking about Auburn, so you just you go ahead and take the next twenty. Oh, I, well, you know, I was going to say, speaking of Auburn and and Harson and just looking extremely sexy. I mean, you look like you've been working out, man. You look like a whole snack right now. What's going on? I look good. The shirt. I'll say it. I'll, it the shirt is giving me Harson tits right now, and I love it. I'll just. I mean, <laughs> um, no, I've been. I've been like. I don't want to say taking care of myself because that hasn't been always true, but um, I've been I've been doing better. I've been doing better and trying to trying to stay in in better shape. Good, love that. Well, we are we are recording this on on Valentine's Day. Got to got to shout out the wifey for letting me record on Valentine's Day. Yeah, for real, fantastic. I had a nice little steak and lobster dinner before this. Had a little vino at your place. You had steak and lobster. Oh yeah, we cooked it up. Let's go. Um. Now, for me, I will say that this year, maybe I've got recency bias, but it's probably the best Valentine's Day that I've had in quite some time. Nothing to do with my wife, although I love her. Yeah. It's great between us. You, By the way, shout out to you for uh, calling me yesterday, yep. Saturday. <laughs> uh, so we did a little bit of celebrating over the weekend for Valentine's Day. We both went to go get pedicures. Mm-hmm. Which, which have you ever had a pedicure? Move. I have. It was there was a lot there on my feet. It's it's uh it's a it's not a bad move. You know, there's a lot of guys that'll hate on it, but it feels fantastic until they like, get to the scrubbing of the bottom of the foot, and I can't handle that. See, I love that part, but it is ticklish. Like, yeah. listen, there's there's nothing 100%. better than like sitting back in 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 putting your feet in some like hot water, watching oh, a yeah. little first. First Wives Club on probably, you know, Blu-ray or something like that. Yep. that that's, I, I love it. Um, but yeah, you had a tough time with it because you were so ticklish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was, it was tough. It was a tough scene in there. You know, a lot of yeah. ladies and me just look like a complete moron. Um, so, and then my wife, you know, of course, she put that on social media. And then I'm starting to get texts. I'm like, what, what happened here? So anyways, um, I will say this year is a great, valentine's because my, my daughter she's finally at an age where she gets it she's, she's right. my valentine i get to get her little gifts little rose so for me probably my be- my best valentine's day yet what, what's your best valentine's day okay so th- like I- i've said this before and it's, it's still true and it's, like this is going to sound <laughs> either sad pathetic or and or sad and pathetic to people or, or you're gonna you're gonna assume just because of the stuff that's happened to me over the past six months that I'm being like Debbie Downer. I'm not, this is, this is always, I did say your favorite. This this is your favorite. This is hands down my favorite. This is like hands down. And it has been for the last, Oh fuck. 20 years now. Jesus. Wow. Um, okay. So when I was 15, my parents came home and at that, at that point, my dad, my stepmom, at that point I was like, we lived in this like super small house. And it was like, I just did not really enjoy hanging out with my dad which I know it's come to a shock to a lot of people. And so anytime they were out of the house, I was like, awesome. I get to watch whatever on TV. So they basically were like, we're going out uh, for Valentine's day. We got you um, a pizza, some wings, a two liter of Dr. Pepper and, and a VHS of Joe dirt that had just come out. And I, I had myself a night. You're watching VHS in, in, in 2000. Three, One. 2002? 2001. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was still VHS. I'm trying to remember the DVD changeover. I just getting remember. Close, though. It, was, it was getting close, but it was still in the era of the Titanic VHS where you had to, if you wanted to see Kate Winslet's boobs, you had to put in the second tape and then do that whole stop rewind thing. And then just mm. like, you know what I mean? That's, that, was, that was the play. Um, you can stop fast forward if you're dangerous, but like stop rewind was, was, our, was my move. Um, but no, that was like my favorite, that was my favorite Valentine's day. It hasn't, it hasn't been beaten yet. Um, it probably will at some point. It does point, sound I nice. I will say. 
it, like, it, like, it, I think it's the Joe dirt that makes, that makes it sound so, so white trash, or it might be the two liter of Dr. Pepper that I drank entirely. That's, that's tough on the teeth. Um, yeah, that's not great. Um, anyway. I will say, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and I've been, I feel like all podcasts, Valentine's day is my least favorite holiday. I don't get it. I think it's a, a lame uh, excuse for a holiday. Personally, I think it's commercialized holiday. Fair. Why am I forced to get my significant other like a really nice gift and take her to like a nice dinner? Wow, and that's what we that's that's what we do on our, on our anniversary. And that's right. like we celebrate our love like when we go out on dates and shit. Why do I have to have a specified date that everyone else is doing the same thing? So it's harder for me to go to dinner. Probably right. cost me more because I'm on a fixed menu. I got to get God knows what in jewelry, whatever, flowers. 1-800 flowers, 100 bucks for, for roses at this point. I mean, oh, thanks, yeah. they thanks for inflation, right? I mean. 250 cents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just, I, it's by far my least favorite holiday. I, I, I really don't like it at all. I, I will say also, at least you never had to work in the service industry because they're like, it is. It's amateur hour. Everyone that comes out. That's incorrect, like, sir. I did work at Jersey Mike's. That's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> not, not a lot of visitors on non uh, February fourteenth. No, especially, I actually went to Jersey Mike's today for lunch. Fantastic um, place to work. It was great. Um, no, but so like, it, I, I just remember. I just remember there was a there was one Valentine's Day I had to work in like 2011 or 12, and it was. I mean, this is at Houston's across from Linux Mall. And, and this was also, I, I think it might have been a weekend. And like right before it was like, it's, it's funny because like this is where I first learned about like the side chick Valentine's Day the night before. And then like, oh yeah, all the side chicks get taken out the night before. And then oh. they take out like their actual boo like on, on Valentine's Day. You really got to start paying attention to my Twitter. Um, but so I'm like, I'll done mute. Like we, <laughs> we, if you really fucking muted me, we're gonna we're gonna fight. Um, no, no I, liked, like we, I, I liked your two hundred fifty cent tweet last night. Good point. Um, no, we ran out of grenadine and steak sauce at a at a restaurant across from Linux Mall. So if you're familiar with that, it was not great. I, I will say my least favorite is President's Day, only because I feel like it's the only time we hear about mattresses. There's constantly a mattress sale going on on, on, on President's Cars. Day. Cars. Sure. Yeah. Um, but also like, like we're just celebrating a bunch, like every time I look at like, if you just see all of our past presidents, right. And I hate politicians in general, but this is not getting into politics, but if you just look at all of our past presidents for the most part, it reminds me so much of like, like, like picture wise, have you ever gone to pick out paint and had to pick out white paint? There's like 18 different versions of white. There are, so, it's like dove white, duck white, egg, egg, egg shell. Eggshell egg white. That's, yeah. that's that's literally like you know up until I think forty four or forty three. It that's exactly what it was for like most of our presents. I just I just think it's such a dumb thing. And also mattresses should be on sale more. I'll say that maybe they are. And I don't know. That's a, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, that's coming up. That's next Monday. Yeah. So you're gonna be furious next Monday. We'll have to record. <laughs> um. I'm not fucking doing it. All right, that's fine. Well, I, I would say all in all, no Super Bowl in the books. A lot of SEC flair as usual in the game. Stafford yeah. finally gets his championship, cements his legacy. Cooper Cup, Vanderbilt. No, I'm just kidding. He's like Eastern Washington. Yeah. Um, no, but Odell was going off. Uh, of course, you had Leonard Floyd in there. Tons of uh, feels like Bulldogs were on the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonny Michelle. Great game. Just kidding. I didn't like it at all, but you liked it. Um, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. I'm just listing SEC. I'm just listing SEC players. Okay. The, the we red wine's hitting. The red wine's hitting. I can tell. We were going to do top five players we love or pe- players and people we love. Yeah. I think we should postpone it. Yeah. I can only come up with one. And it's Peter Warwick. Yeah. Nobody fucking loved Peter Warwick. Everyone loves Peter Warwick. Only in Tallahassee. Everyone's doing it. Okay. (laughs) 
It's all right. We're going to, it's, it's been a long pot anyway. We're going to call it a day. I, um, I will say to everyone, Oh, real quick. I do want to give a shout out to Carter Nicholson. Um, my dude, uh, shout out Carter. Sent, um, he sent this from like, uh, and also capital city. Uh, what is that? What does it say? I'm going to tell you classic oh. city caps from Athens, classic city caps. And he sent me two, two, uh, hats that he's been rocking ever since they won the national championship, burn the boats. And then this one says HBTFD, which stands for something I am not going to repeat because it's inappropriate. But it's, uh, how about them fucking dogs? Um, and I just thought that was awesome. I, and I really appreciate that. It's always fun. Like, I bitch about like sitting off the stickers and how lazy I've been with that. Uh, it's always nice to receive gifts as well. So that was especially uh, that Georgia was hats, right? You know, honestly, I didn't really mind it. I'll fucking, I'll put that up and you, I might wear it. It sticks very high up off my head. Watch it. Like, this one does. I mean, Let's no, see. This is like, Let me see. This is this is like borderline Abe Lincoln, like off my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so high. All right, you're right. You're right. You're Listen, right, you're four right. score and two torn ACLs ago. Um, I do like the hats, though. I will say. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, all right, we're gonna call it a day. We hope everyone had a fantastic time. Listen to this, Tyler. Uh, close it out and we'll see you next time guys alright everybody thanks for listening see you next week bye